Greetings, Gold Avenue Church family and friends. This is Pastor Gina, and I am so excited to be with you again today in this Advent season to look at who Jesus is in this season of darkness and disequilibrium and um, longing for hope. Um, I believe that um, the Lord has given me a message of really good news and encouragement today. And so would you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you for who you are, and I thank you that your word reveals who you are. And Lord, I pray that your word would be active and alive in our midst, that it would um, bring revelation. Lord, I pray that you would open eyes. I pray that you would open hearts. Lord, I ask that you would give us a greater understanding of who you are as the Lord of all nations, of, that you are Son of God and Son of Man. And Lord, I pray that as a result of this revelation, that you would receive glory and honor and praise now and forevermore be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to be reading and start with verse 26. And so just this amazingly good news from Luke 1, 26 to 38, Jesus is the Son of God. And so let's read together. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. And if we were all gathered in the congregation in the sanctuary this morning, we would be saying, thanks be to God. Well, the thrill of meeting someone famous. Um, I tried to think about that because this is really part of this story of Mary is meeting somebody, um, an angel. And so I was just trying to think, huh, have I ever met anybody really famous? And other than Pastor Dave, um, 
<laughs> um, I just thought, who have I met that's famous? And, um, and what does it feel like to be noticed? And this week I ran across a story that I just was, um, thrilled about. And I want to tell you, I love drums and percussion. I don't know if you know that about me, but I just love the drums. And there's this little 10 year old girl, um, from the UK named Nandy Bushell. And she is just an amazing little drummer. She, they said she's kind of like a little, um, protege, like just amazing, um, skill. And so she, this little girl of color in a little, um, flat in the UK has a YouTube channel and she plays the drums and she challenged a world famous drummer by the name of Dave Grohl and I'm not endorsing his music but he's from Nirvana and the Foo Fighters and he's a very extremely talented drummer and so she had um challenged him to a drum off and his friends started texting him what are you going to do about this little girl that's challenging you and um anyway and so I watched the video that her dad took of when this little girl is sitting there with pigtails in front of the computer to monitor and she sees this um, famous drummer on the screen talking to her and saying, Nandy Bushell, I accept your challenge. And he played this amazing percussion set and then she needed to come back and um, try to beat that. And as it turned out, he said, he said, Mandy, I'm going to, when I come, when COVID lifts and when my band comes to the UK to do a concert, I want you to get up on that stage with me and I want you to play the drums. And um, anyway, this little girl, when she got through watching this drummer's response to her, this world famous drummer, um, she jumped out of her chair away from her desk. She's kicking and, you know, like jumping around like a little cheerleader or something. She falls on the floor. Then she jumps up. She grabs onto her dad, who's filming the video. And he said, Dave, you've just made one little girl so very happy. Well, friends, um, so much greater and so much more um, did what happened that day when the angel came to Mary and noticed her and, and let her know that God had noticed her. Um, it leaves us all feeling like jumping up and down and kicking and swirling around and then leaning up into our Father's heart, the God the Father, with joy because of what came down that day with Mary and the angel. And the angel said, I'm, I'm coming with good news. Um, you're going to conceive and give birth to a son and you're going to call him Jesus. And he's going to be great and he'll be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give him a throne. He's going to be king and he's going to rule and his kingdom will never end. And the angel comes and tells this to another little girl of color across the ocean and she's one without an education they didn't educate little girls back then and she's really quite vulnerable her biggest hope is that this person 
um, Joseph that's made a promise to her will someday come and bring her back to his parents' place where he's built a room for her and that someday she'll become a wife and hopefully be able to bear children because that would really be the significance or really the main purpose um, of a woman or children. Like the women and children in that day were considered kind of uh, like along with the cattle. And um, they even, when they went to the the um, temple, they were over in a different court. They weren't even allowed to be with the men. And so, um, friends, just this right here, like if we didn't go any further today, that God is a God who notices those that are oppressed, that notices those that are marginalized, who notices those that are on the outcast and the fringe, and he comes near and he starts to talk about these magnificent things that I imagine she's heard prayed about and prayed as a little Jewish girl prayed for God to come and, and send this hoped for one that was going to help. And um, But what, like, I'm sure she was just standing there like, I can't even comprehend this. And when it says she was greatly troubled, I imagine she probably thought, is this some kind of joke? Like, am I seeing things? Is this even really happening? But it wasn't a joke. And the angel said, Jesus is the son of God. And 49 times in the New Testament, that phrase son of God is used. And I'm going to say more about it later. But I want you to know that Jesus is coming and he's fully God and he's fully human. And scripture tells us, and we stayed on it last week, no word from God will ever fail. When God speaks, he intends to accomplish He's going to do something. And so this is shocking and this is amazing. And I want to talk about why is it so shocking and so amazing? Well, this has been a period of silence. This is when we rehearse this Advent season, this season where the prophets had been quiet for years. There had been no word from the Lord. And suddenly God sends an angel and speaks prophetically through that angel. It had been a time when God seemed distant, and suddenly he came near. And in our discipleship group this week, I have permission to share this little story. I thought it was so sweet. Dane said that when my husband, Dane, um, who's our facilitator, he said that when he was little, that he used to lay on the ground under a tree, and he'd look up to the top of that tree, and then he'd look up to the clouds, and then he would look up to the sun, And he would just start to think about how big God was, that God made all these things. And then beyond the sun, there was the atmosphere and then the stars and the moon. And, you know, how far out did it go? And God was so much bigger than all these things that he could see because he had created all these things. And so this God, who sometimes seems so distant to us, comes so near and says, I'm not even going to send an angel Not just this, that I'm sending an angel to speak to you, but the very Son of God is going to be implanted into your deepest, most inmost part, Mary. God comes near. It's shocking and amazing that in this oppressive world culture that Mary found herself, where the Jewish people were under the Roman rule, powers were changing, It was a dangerous, it was a difficult, it was a confusing time. And the Lord speaks and he says, this promised king is coming and he's good. And his 
kingdom is never going to change. You're not going to have to worry again about whose authority you're under because his kingdom is forever. It's shocking and amazing, and I've already alluded to this, that here Mary in her lowly status, in her socioeconomic status, a poor little young girl, just barely into her teens, who notices? Who notices me? Who notices? Who cares? And suddenly, an angel comes and says, you who are highly favored. And one of the confessions of our church is called the Confession of Belhar. And it says, God is in a special way the God of the destitute, the poor, and the wronged. And it refers to him, his abiding concern for those that are disadvantaged, ignored, and oppressed. And so, friends, this is why it's such good news. If you've ever felt like you've been wronged or you're poor or you're being ignored or you're being oppressed in any way, I want to say to you, this is a God who sees you and he comes near and he says, you are highly favored. And the Lord, who hates sin and looks at the horrible situation of the people by their own choice, by Adam's choice, we're born into sin and we're stuck in this cycle of sin. And he who is holy, he's the one who's coming and he's coming near. And he will be called the son of God. And there's a little hint there for those that were Jewish and knew their Old Testament. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But just the fact that he who hates sin comes to redeem and comes with a plan to save. And I want to posit this, that our world situation is dark. And there are power changes going on. And there are people um, that are oppressed and marginalized and impoverished We happen to live in one of the most affluent countries in the world. But even within our church, we know that there is difficult, challenging situations. And we all know because that thread of sin, that nature that we're born into, runs through our lives. And we know the cycle of sin and we're all too familiar with it. And the things that we do that we don't want to do. And friends... This is the world situation, this Advent season that we are living in and where we face this good, good news that comes. And to the extent that I think that we could properly identify ourselves with Mary, the more we're going to see the miracle of Jesus, the Son of God. It's pride and self-sufficiency that blinds us to this really good news. And today I just pray and bind those blinders and I release the truth of the good news that Jesus is the Son of God, that we are all broken, that we have all gone astray. We all need a Savior. God works this way and maybe your worldview is trying to block this or maybe just familiarity with this story and you go, yeah, 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 what's the good news? What's the, what, what is it that you're getting at? What I'm getting at 
is that God came down. I'm getting at that he had a plan and sent his very own son. He didn't just send the angel and say, that's good enough. I'm sending my own self down. I'm coming. I'm coming. And so that's the very good news. And I want to tell you, friends, that Mary could have let her limitations limit her, but she doesn't. She agrees to cooperate. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand the full effect of what's getting ready to go down. But she trusts and she believes and she says, I am the Lord's servant. Let your word be fulfilled. What an expression of faith. This is an impossibility. I'm a virgin. Moses had said, this is an impossibility. I'm a stutterer. Gideon had said, this is an impossibility. I'm the youngest and the weakest of the smallest clan. But when God has a plan to use somebody, those limitations are not limitations. What our limitations are are God's possibilities because with anything, God is possible. When his word speaks, he He brings it to effect. All he's looking for is somebody just give the the simple in faith yes of surrender. And what Mary surrenders to, she doesn't really even understand. I really don't think she did. But when he said, um, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. When he said that in verse 35. There's a reference back. The one Old Testament reference to Son of God is in Daniel 3. And it's when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fire because they wouldn't bow down to the pagan king's um, idol and worship. Anybody other than the one true holy God, they said, nope, we won't do that. We We cannot bow down and worship. And he says, I'm going to throw you in the fire unless you do. And they said, we can't do it. And so they bound these three and they, and the king was so angry that they wouldn't worship him and wouldn't worship this idol that he says, make the fire hotter, make it hotter. And then the servants that go to throw the three into the fire, they all die just from the heat. And so here are these three bound and thrown into the fire. And the king looks in and says, I see four. I see one that is like the son of God or the sons of a God, depending on the translation. And if I look at those study notes, it says this is a pagan king. So he probably wasn't saying the son of God, but he's saying I see one that looks like a deity. I see one that looks divine in there. And there's something supernatural happening because my my um my servants that threw them into the fire are dead and they are loose and walking around in the fire. And so they come out and there was another in the fire with them. And they said it's a theophany. It's either an appearance of the angel of the Lord or the or the Son of God making an appearance in the Old Testament to be with the people in the fire to take them through and to save them out of it. This is what the Son 
of God means is that he comes near and he saves and he helps us escape the fire of death and the fire of destruction. First John is other than the Gospels. First John is the book of the Bible that references and has the most references to the Son of God. And I want to read those references because we're going to understand who this was that was being prophesied by the angel to Mary. The Son of God. Why did the Son of God come? The one, I'm going to read First John 3, 8. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. 1 John 4.15 If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. 1 John 5.5 Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. 1 John 5.10 Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. 1 John 5.12 Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. 1 John 5.13 I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. And finally, 1 John 5.20, We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. And so why did the Son of God come, he came to destroy the works of the devil, to give us understanding about who he is as the true God. He makes eternal life possible by believing in him, and believers overcome the world by believing in this testimony. He comes as the one that was in the fire back in the Old Testament to give them life and to help them through. He comes in our lives And the Son of Man, who is Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God, and he comes to help us through, to bring us eternal life, to bring us not just eternal life, but to overcome those things in this world that would try to destroy us. What am I talking about? I'm talking about my life that was broken and hurting and confused. And he comes to this little girl and he says, Jesus is your hope. Believe in Jesus. And so I put my trust and my faith in him, and I have seen Jesus, the Son of God, help me forgive. I've seen Jesus help me to get away from bad, destructive, self-destructive behaviors. I've seen Jesus help me overcome difficulty after difficulty in my life because he is with me just like he was with Mary just like he was with the disciples just like he's been with many of you think about your testimony and think about how the the son of God 
God with us has helped us overcome. And this is the hope that we have in him. We have hope to share with the world because the son of God has come in Jesus Christ. He's called us church. He's called us to go and share this good news. And we're in discipleship groups. As many of us that could possibly be participating, which is a very high percentage of our congregation, we've heard God's call. We've heard him say, I want you to take this good news to the world. And we're like Mary going, um, but my schedule, but my limitation, um, I'm nervous in a group. I don't know the word as much as I probably should for being in church my whole life. Um, I don't know if I can keep that commitment for a whole year. And God's saying, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. Because Jesus is the son of God and I want to make my son known because I love my people. And friends, just like Mary She had the choice, am I going to say yes or no? And she says, yes. And she says, I'm your servant. Let your word be. Let it happen. And friends, I believe wholeheartedly that as a church, as we engage this year of discipleship, if we just say yes, We are your servants. Let your word be. Let your light go out. The vision of our church is that the gospel would transform our hearts, our neighborhood, and the world. Yes, let it be, Lord. Yes, let it be. Because their world needs hope. And the Son of God is our hope. He is the only hope. If I was a drummer right now, if I was that little girl, Nandy Bushell, I would, if I could hit the drums and hit the cymbals, I, I would knock it out of the park right now with just saying, Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus is the son of God. Boom, 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 boom. Jesus is the son of God. He can save us not only from our sins. He can be our eternal king and he can give us peace when we lack peace. When we're feeling lonely in isolation, he is with us. Oh, church, let it be that we would say yes. We will be servants of God because he will be in the fire with us. He will help us through whatever we are facing in this Advent season. He is with us. And anybody who's in the hearing of my word, if you are hearing this and you are hearing this call to put your trust in Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, friends, he will give you eternal life. He will give you hope now. He will bring peace now. Whatever your situation is, whatever is over, like it's keeping you up at night, peace in Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, and he has come to help you overcome. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. I pray that you would apply your word, that you would help us to know personally how that you, Jesus, Son of God, are actively destroying the works of the enemy. 
that you are destroying and overcoming sin patterns in our lives, that you, Lord, are overcoming anxiety with your peace. Worry stops when you show up. And so, Lord, I just pray that you you would reveal yourself more and more and more and help us to know this good news that Jesus is the Son of God. And, Lord, I pray that as we embody this news, that we would proclaim it to the mountaintops. And I pray this in Jesus' strong name. Amen.